figured out. Technical difficulties, I understand. You're a little impaired. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never done this before. That's okay. There's a first time for everything. I'll be your first time. Yeah, I'm a noob. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome to the show, Rain Sunshine. Um, a good friend of mine. We've known each other for how many years? Three or four? Ever since? Well, it's probably up to four, five almost, four at least. Yeah, when I knew you, you were into art and electronic uh, I was just a little music. kid back then. <laughs> yeah, you were. Yeah, that's how I like him. And then, and then you you ran into the Grateful Dead family and became a deadhead. <laughs> oh, I kind of always was, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you're awesome, and you know a little bit about uh, electroplating. So, do you want to talk about electrochemistry? With sunshine, yeah. <laughs> the electro. I've, sure. I've seen I've seen pictures of your pipes and they're they're um they're Uncle Sam pipes with a top hat. Uh, someone else made right. They made the pipes and then you yeah, added so the, those are the actually plate. Snodgrass family pipes that I'm electroforming. Okay. Tell me about the um, Snodgrass family as much so as my, you can. Um, <laughs> Snodgrass is. So Bob Snodgrass invented heady glass. He's the one who okay. invented color changing glass. He invented all the different ideas that people use in their artwork today. And um, the glass that I'm electroforming is um, his uh, grandson's right now. Oh, so Currently. what is electroforming? Electroforming? So you're taking atoms inside of an electrolyte bath and forming them through a current. So there's a positive and a negative current and you are actually doing all this under like, so let's talk about current for a minute. You got a positive and a negative, you know, in order to operate a current. And so you have to hook up basically whatever you want to electroform onto the negative end of the current and you're going to have to have anodes so the anodes are stripping copper from the anodes and putting it into a solution that's made out of copper from and the anodes of what of a stone or oh, what? copper so so basically there's these copper anodes and you take these copper anodes and you hook them up through a current. So you have a positive and a negative. So you take the positive and you hook it up to these copper plates, essentially. It's like just a copper sheet. And so you hook up a current to that copper sheet and you have a electrolyte bath. And we make our electrolyte bath out of copper pentasulfate and uh, sulfuric acid. And essentially what we're doing is you run a, a current through the bath at a steady charge and it converts the copper that's on the sheet and it strips it from the sheet and it puts it into the solution. And so then you have a 
a liquid solution that is copper rich and has two par parts copper and it's a very um, energetic so it's producing electrolytes at the same time yeah. and um, whatever you hook up that current to it's going to electroplate onto so you can um, essentially just attach you, you know a positive and negative to whatever you want to plate and you can electroplate or you can electrostrip depending on what you want to do. Oh, you can take stuff off or you can put stuff on. Yeah. So yes, we could actually just this, the same as um, electroplating. All we have to do is just reverse the current and then we are electro stripping. So instead of electroplating, all we have to do is just take the positive and take the negative and just switch it and reverse oh. the current. And it's doing the exact opposite effect. So instead of plating, you're stripping. It's like removing everything. How did you learn all this? Um, my friend Roger, he's an electrochemist. Oh, cool. Cool. So you added copper to the pipe on the stem. And it's, yeah. Through, it's really through cool. Oh, through electrochemistry. Uh-huh. That's cool. <laughs> so it's all formed like basically underwater. So it's like I haven't I haven't seen that done anywhere. So you're you're doing stuff that's never been done. So we're doing it underwater with uh basically electric current running through it. But it hasn't been done on pipes, I don't think. Well oh it totally has. Oh it has. <laughs> yeah, so other people have done this on pipes before. Okay. I think I'm just uh, creating a new approach to doing this because as far, as far as I've seen, everyone does pipes a little bit different and I just wanted to like bring a little character to my pipes. A little bit of sunshine. A little bit of sunshine to my electroforming. Blow sunshine up the pipe's ass. <laughs> right. Well, congratulations on that. And you've always had something going on um there was a time when you took me to a mine a cave what'd you call it what kind of cave? Oh, the cave of wonders the cave of wonders and we we it was the first time you found it you had the loose cord so my friend roger told me about it he told you about it but you you were looking for it and we walked all over the the mountains and and uh, yeah, and we, and we, we literally were on our way back off after the long day. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we had seen uh, fallen trees that giants had pushed over. Oh, with man. The, with the roots exposed. And, I was uh, talking to... I was talking to Robert and Michael about this story, and they, I could tell that they just didn't believe me about the giants. You don't believe it until you see it. <laughs> until you see all the trees that are ripped out of the ground, then you'll know. Yeah. And then you start there to get was, worried. <laughs> yeah, you start getting worried when there's 50, 100 <laughs> trees ripped out of the ground right in front of you. <laughs> and they're fresh trees. Like, every single tree is, like, fresh and alive still. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, these things didn't just get uprooted just that quick. <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. 
and we climbed down a mountain and I threw my hiking stick down and it broke. I don't know what I was thinking, thinking it would stay around. Oh, I remember this. <laughs> and we, we got back to the trail and somehow you remembered that it was by a creek. I don't know. In a and so we decided to hike up the creek and we found the Cave of Wonders. Yeah, right at sun, right at dusk, right at dusk. Seriously, right and, and as you, it's time you, to leave, pretty much. I've got the biggest piece of fucking smoky quartz still, and um, <laughs> we could probably electroplate that and get all the other shit off of it. <laughs> oh, totally. I found out how to clean all that stuff, actually, nowadays. Oh, good. We'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I'll show you how to clean it. Okay, good. Um, so you're living in an RV. Yeah, so I'm living in an RV. And you've got a cat and a dog, a little chihuahua. I got a chihuahua and a calico cat. And the chihuahua you nursed from health. I heard the, the chihuahua was, <laughs> yeah. wasn't doing too well. And now you're like, the, the chihuahua is codependent on you and just like is with you all the time, which is awesome. Yeah, you know, she's she needs a little bit of attention and love, but that's yeah. it's good. It's good. I it rescued her. Home, I, I found her and she just was starving and just needed help and uh, you know what am I what am I to do? Yeah, and that's <laughs> the thing is like when I when I was hanging out with you a lot, you you spent time with me, but there's a lot of time you couldn't spend time with me because you were driving around delivering pizzas or whatever you were delivering. And, uh, <laughs> crystals and gemstones yeah crystals and gemstones and yeah and you were delivering gifts to people and um love and light <laughs> and um yeah and you couldn't spend a lot of time hanging out you did a little and you, you delivered me necklaces you made you made a wrap for me i still have uh, hold on so someone calling hello Hello? No, that's not. That's Sorry, me. someone wanted to. Yeah, you don't call me. Phone on. Do not disturb. It, right it in the happens. middle of this recording. It happens, but it's good. Hello, Mister Sunshine. So we were talking Man, about whoever had between... to call me ruined our whole entire conversation. No, it's okay. I I can pick up right where we left off. And uh, it <laughs> I know, I'm just joking. Trevor called me once, and uh, I learned to put my phone on Do Not Disturb and uh, Do Not Ring. But, yeah, um, so now I have my phone on Do Not Disturb. Yay. Good do idea. Not, I think that's the way to do it. Do Not Disturb sign on your RV outside? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. If good the idea. RVs are not are rocking, don't come and knock it. Um, <laughs> totally. So um, we were talking about the difference between a couple years ago, about three years ago, when you were driving around a lot, when you had the car, and then um, um, now when you have a dog that you spend a lot of time well, with. Yeah, you say, and then you we're talking about the, the cave, and then we're talking about. Yeah, so we you went from the cave. We found huge chunks of um, quartz, uh, smoky quartz, huge chunks. Like big bricks. And we, yeah, here we still, were. Still in the walls of that cave, there's just nice. massive crystals. Nice. 
And we were walking back with huge bricks full of uh, smoky quartz in the dark. <laughs> it, it was dark, and we walked back on the trail, and it was wonderful. At least we blast. found it. At least we I, found yeah, it. Yeah, I know. And I still don't remember where that was, and you don't have to tell me. We'll, we'll go oh, I'll tell you days. exactly right where it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you need to know. Okay. <laughs> Eventually, we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, so. I got there. I remember we were hiking for hours and hours. <laughs> I loved it. I loved to hike. I think we hiked all day. We did. I think we went out in sometime in the early, late afternoon, and we got back at dusk. So that's a yeah. pretty good hike. It is. All right, I'm doing a shell of can of beet juice, pomegranate, mate, kava. Here we go. Bula. A bula. <coughs> Is your shirt still off? I'll join you. I, I got a little bit of that um, nice. concoction that I got from Robert here the other day. Good. Yeah. I call him Clark, but I mean, his name is Robert, but um, his name Clark. is Robert. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know what they say, but Clark. Yeah. Clark. It's a Clark man, but Clark beat or whatever, but <laughs> his, pseud his pseudonym is Clark Mann, but um, his real name is Robert Painter, and he's making a knockoff version of my kava, <laughs> mm -hmm. and turning a profit because he delivers. <laughs> it doesn't have the nearly any spirit to it. Well, I put love in mine, and I add I I put a lot of kava in it. I put three ounces per half gallon. <laughs> yeah, he, he he's cutting corners. He's trying to put concentrate in it and stuff, you know. Uh, he was telling me he was asking me for my um, <laughs> consultation for free, and he was asking me what if he put micronized in it and would it would it affect the taste? I'm like, why don't you figure that out? I I'm not involved unless you cut me into the business. Which yeah, I seriously, I wouldn't be involved with him anyway because anybody I've trained to make my kava cuts corners, and I don't. I'm all about quality. Yeah, you make it better than anyone else. <laughs> I do. Thank you. I know. I, I mean, I don't mean to be arrogant, but I agree. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I've sat there and listened to you uh, talk about this. Like, haven't you gone around and traveled to different countries? Yeah, I've been to, well, For, not countries, but I've been to um, Mexico. I've been to, um, not Mexico. I've been, I've been to Mexico, but not with Cava. I went to Hawaii and went to Fiji Cava, and they told me what he does to make it in the sink. And um, it's very efficient and quick. I can make a batch of kava in about an hour. And um, you, you're following like they're the traditional recipe, right? Like it's like how yeah. they do it out yeah, there in, in Fiji. Well, Hawaii, Fiji. And Fiji. This this guy is an Indian from Fiji, and the story behind that is um, the Indians. I'm talking about. I mean, I mean, you if you want to be racist, dot over feather. You know what I mean? He's dot. And um, he's from the, the country of India, and his ancestors were brought over to Fiji to harvest from, from the British to harvest sugar fields. And so his ancestors went over there, got into kava, and then they added this kava and curry. Like you can cook curry food and serve curry during kava. And he would serve that once a week on Sundays to the Navy employees and the Navy personnel there because they 
a lot of those young Navy guys uh, can't drink alcohol. So they were buying jugs of kava from him. And once a week, he would serve curry. And lo and behold, I discovered kava and curry when my friend uh, Dave, Hippie Dave from Boulder, I don't think you've met him. Um, he's a second generation deadhead. His parents were from deadheads from the 70s and they still miss pig pen. <laughs> and, um, oh they, man, so they're, <laughs> they're, they're old, old school. school. Old school, yeah. He's second generation. And one of my friends, Serco, um, my, my friend's son, he's 20, he's third generation deadhead. Um, so that's cool. But um, Hippie Dave um, made curry with me on a day when I, my heart was broken. And um, it was comforting. And the kava and curry go together where it's like, it's comfort food. And it's, it sticks to your gut. And you need that. You need good fat, coconut milk, fatty food um, yeah. to go with the kava. So I believe a kava curry restaurant would be wonderful. <laughs> And I'm not wrong because this guy from Fiji, Dea, um, served curry once a week at his at his kava bar, um, and it's traditional. It's it's not just something I came up with, which I thought it was, but it's traditional. They that's what they do in Fiji. Wow. Yeah. Curry and kava. Yeah, and another. I'm gonna try I, that out. <laughs> it's sounds... good. Yeah, I mean, I put. My my curry is uh, paprika and cumin and what else? What else do I have in here? Cumin and paprika and something else. Um, coriander, yeah, coriander, cumin, and curry. It's a good mix of herbs. I like to do coconut curries. Yeah, coconut curry is great, and then you can add a lot of different vegetables. But I mean, curry when you make it is a big dish. You make a whole bunch of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I've honestly let a lot of it go to waste because I live in an RV, so I don't make it that often unless I'm making it for other people as well. Yeah, I know. And then when I was younger, I used to cook food and and try to give it out to friends, and and it would go to waste. But now I don't know. I've learned how to cook for one or two people and and box up the rest and either freeze it or, or, um, or eat it or give it away. I've, I've gone to France. I don't know if you're, you've ever been to France Kava bar when they were a Kava bar, they were a diner oh, yeah. Kava bar and I would go there. I don't know if you ever went there. Did you ever go there? I, I saw it and I've been inside there because, uh, Bobby Aragon invited yeah. me to go in there and I wasn't, I wasn't going in there to hang out. I was actually selling him some, uh, gemstones. Uh-huh. Oh, he never um, told me he bought gemstones from you. That's cool. Yeah, he's pretty good. I think he became pretty good at wire wraps. Yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, you, you talk about him like he's dead. He's still doing it. <laughs> no, he's... I think he's into silver and, like, turquoise now. Austin? I think we lost Austin again. We're going to have to finish this recording and invite him back again.
Oh, hello, hello, hello. Yeah, hey, I'm still here. I was about ready to finish. I figured it out. Okay, so my phone ended up blacking out on me, but I think... <laughs> Whoops. Okay. Well, you know, electronics are weird when you're in a different state of mind. So I'm figuring it out. I need to okay. just, like, not let my phone go to sleep. I can't let my phone sleep on me. <laughs> Do robots dream of electric sheep? That's the name of the... Blade Runner movie. My, I know my book. phone dreams of electric sheep, or however, <laughs> however you pronounce it or say yeah. it. Electric sheep. Sleep well, or she, or sheep. Sleep or sheep. Sheep. <sighs> I'm just joking. <laughs> um. So you're also we talked about mining. You're also into stones. Tell me what recent stones you found in the ground gemstones well i found uh mostly smoky quartz and topaz uh-huh. um i found, found a really nice uh it's like i guess you'd call it uh o- organite 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 okay Og- organite uh, g e n i t e Oh. And it's basically amethyst that has girthite inclusions in it, which is like uh, iron or oh, manganese. Cool. Iron manganese. Uh-huh. And I uh, found it inside the Cave of Wonders the other day. Nice. Oh, actually, I haven't. this is the first time I've been there all year. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So I actually got a few different mining spots. Probably like ten different, like, solid claims that we're putting in this year. That's a lot. Yeah. That's so sweet. that's pretty much like our limit. There's going to be ten on my friend's name and then three in my name, so we'll have thirteen. Cool. That's nice. Thirteen. Thirteen's a good number. You've come a long way from just going to a random hill and digging into it. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I was just a kid when we were hanging out last time. Yeah, you're still a kid to me. We're all Jerry's kids. Oh, I'm always the yeah, Jerry kids. We well, we need to go hiking and go back to the Cave of Wonders. Yeah, I know. Let's do it. We'll bring oh, oh whoever you want to bring, but and I there's so many it. mushrooms. Like mushrooms are another big thing in my life. They're I've, one of my favorite I've... things in the world. I've seen your pictures and the recipes you've created, and that's amazing. So I've been foraging for mushrooms and eating mushrooms almost every single day. So what's your favorites? Oh, man, there's little fairy ring mushrooms in, like, people's yard- lawns. Uh-huh. Shh, don't tell anybody because they grow everywhere, and they're just delicious. Good. Okay. <laughs> And yeah, they look like little fairy ring mushrooms, but I don't want to tell people that because there's a lot of poisonous mushrooms that look like that. And if you aren't properly, so disclaimer, if you aren't properly trained in identifying mushrooms, then do not eat the mushroom. I know. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I only eat mushrooms that are that are um, eyeballed by people that know what they look like and what they identify as and they tell me it's safe. Yeah, unless I properly identify, like train you how to identify it, then you know, do not eat them. Right. And so I've been, I was properly identified and trained um, from an expert who's been doing this since the seventies. Sweet. And 
he trained he actually taught me more or less just this this year i'm actually a student i'm he's still training me so i'm i'm a student at the same time um so i'm every all my pictures and everything i've been like pretty those have been like my lessons in life (laughs) yeah i mean i've seen you uh it looked like a mushroom lasagna you you did mushrooms i don't know what kind oh yeah so that was a with pasta you layered it we called it puffball parmesan (laughs) so we i found a puffball at the park and it was like hidden in the trees like you know and i could tell that it was good (laughs) it was it was like stashed away in there pretty good and um i ended up basically um so this whole entire recipe was rogers my friend roger he's the one who my friend rogers the person who sold me the cave of wonders and him and dorinda his wife who died ended up doing a lot of exploration and digging and everything before me and so when i say rogers
Hello? The All right. Back the very next day. Yeah. Well, well, it'll all be spliced together, so it'll just seem like we never got disconnected. They thought he was a goner, but the cat came back. The cat came back. Couldn't stay away. <laughs> yeah. Away, 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 away. <laughs> God, I forgot about that song. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. And was that an elementary school song? Is that what? <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> it's something like they'd sing it like campouts and stuff. I know. There's some songs that you're like, what are they really teaching us in these songs? Or like reincarnation? Or what? Or cat came back. Or like, I mean, I heard stories that yes, we have no bananas was all about Satanism. <laughs> Which I don't I haven't made the connection. I don't know what that <laughs> comes together, but yes, we have no bananas. We have no bananas today. How does that talk about Satan? I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe if you play it backwards. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so we were talking about puff parmesan. A puffball parmesan. Yeah. So I found these puffballs at the park, and they were really good. And I'm not telling anybody where, because that's my uh, – Secret. I actually found more. I actually found another location today. But Good. besides that, puffball parmesan. So I guess this recipe was my friend Rogers. And so I ended up being improved the recipe a little bit. And we found the mushrooms and we sliced them up and we cooked them. And then we ended up layering them with cheese. And then sauce, and then more mushrooms, and then a little bit of cheese, and then there's like ricotta cheese and mozzarella. And then we ended up uh, layering more mushrooms, and we just kept stacking it and stacking it. <laughs> and we, I had my grill going uh, about 350 degrees, and we put it in the grill for about an hour. Uh-huh. And that was like my masterpiece. <laughs> Puffball parmesan. So because instead the of pasta you used mushrooms. Yeah, so instead of um pasta like the noodles, I sliced mushrooms and the mushrooms were the noodles. Cool. And it was really delicious instead, you know, I feel like that's a really good substitute if you're ever getting bored. Um, you just try that recipe out and just stack mushrooms instead of, uh, like you would say, uh, noodles. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm looking, I'm looking at the cat right now. Got the distracted. A cat's not a noodle. I'm going to do another <laughs> shell. Do you have any more kava left? Yeah, I got some right here. All right. Get it ready. Tell me when you're ready. Oh, and this this episode is brought to you by Happy Healthy Hour here at Serendipity Embassy every Tuesday at seven. So come, come by, bring a friend. Happy and Healthy get Hour, organic boom, boom, boom. wild salad and cacao, and maybe pudding. Uh, save room for dessert, and we'll feed you happy, healthy, organic superfoods. Uh, so here, have kava with different fruit juices in it. 
And this has beet juice. Here we go. Bula. Bula. I'm going to be up late. Because I've been drinking. This has mate in it. Keeps me awake. But I'll be writing. Really fun. So here's a story. Speaking of writing, I'm writing um, in a leather bound. I don't know how many pages it is. It's thick. It's about the size of a Bible. Oh man! And it's it's from. Um, wow! Like how long from, have you worked, spent to work on this? Um, I wrote it over the past. Well, shit! Since about 2011, I've been writing this book, and it's 148 pages typed single spaced and I printed wow. it all out I, I emptied the ink in my printer and I printed it all out and I've been handwriting it in this leather bound handmade paper journal and it, it has the the colors all the stones are colors of different colors of the chakras and um, it's a beautiful leather journal it looks like did you ever see evil dead uh yeah it looks like, is it called the Decameron or whatever? It looks like that book. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, the, like the evil book. Yeah, it looks like that. It's sort of like that. It's that book oh, cool. Size. And, um, the, what I, they I, call I just, it? The <laughs> Omnicron or something? I forgot the name of that book, I, but I, I know what you're talking about. I thought it was Decameron, but I'm not sure. It's uh, Adventure no, Time has their own version thing. of that. It's, yeah, it's like something like that. I forget but um, I, it's it's a leather and it has a beautiful latch on it. It's a collector's piece and it's the first edition and it's handwritten. Um, I don't know if you know about Jack Kerouac's On the Road, but he wrote On the Road on a single scroll in one shot on a bunch of Benzedrine and he didn't change anything. And um, I'm writing my first edition handwritten and I'm going to will it to whoever I deem worthy to get my book when I'm, when I'm gone. And it'll be a collector's edition. It'll be worth some money, I guess, you know, or at yeah. least worth, worth reading because it'll be in my own handwriting. As long as you can read my handwriting, which I'm trying to make illegible, um, it'll be a good read. And, you know, especially after, cool. I'm, after I'm dead, it'll be a good read. Like, this is my life. This is my entire it's life. It's a filmy masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it's called Flip Sides Roads to Freedom. I've been compiling it for years. And um, it's I stopped right about when I moved to Denver. But it's, it's got basically my early life up until depression, um, sexual orientation issues, um, active drug addiction, and then, you know, straight up insanity um, into transformation. And so the, the idea is it'll help people like teens that are suffering with like, oh, I'm gay and I should kill myself because no one understands me. Well, you know, I've been there. Or I've got mental health issues and I don't know if I'll ever get any better. I've been there and I've transformed. I've gotten better. Um, I'm a drug addict. I don't know that I can ever help myself. I've been there, I've gotten better too, and I've helped others. So like, I feel like it'll it'll be good for people. Um, I just don't know if it's already been written. It is my life, it's individual, um, but hopefully I'll get it out 
because once I hand write it, I'm going to will it to somebody. And I think I'm giving it to Mateo, my Peruvian Russian friend, because we're really close. We're like brothers. Um, but uh, I won't give it to him until after I die. It'll be in the will. But um, then I'm going to publish it one of these days. Wow. Um, but I wanted to read a little section from it. It's a little, it's pretty entertaining. Um, it's about my first job. Oh, cool. Uh, when I was in college. So I spent two summers as a camp counselor in Canton, Illinois, just outside of Peoria. On my first road trip out there from Indianapolis, I pissed into a cup while driving. I to throw it out the passenger side window, but it was rolled up and piss got all over the car. This was also when I would masturbate while driving and be fearful of truck drivers seeing me through the moonroof, so I placed a flannel over my crotch. We would take a group of inner city kids out into the country and spread the gospel. The camp was rustic. I like how I go from masturbating to spreading the gospel. <laughs> the camp was rustic, <laughs> and every funny. morning I would walk a mile barefoot down the gravel driveway to mail a letter to my best friend, Tom, who I was in love with. One group of kids became really friendly with me. This was in the early 90s when I had a skater haircut and would sometimes have a mohawk. One kid in my cabin wanted me to shave his head, so I did. When he got back to his parents at the end of the week, they were livid. The director had to give the parents $20 for a haircut. That's only one story from that wow. camp experience. And then this is about my first mushroom trip. This is a few years later when I was in the Navy. My first, my Navy experience was kind of crazy. It was like, I got... I got introduced to drugs in college. It was a, it was a community college. I was going to part time. I was working full time weekends and holidays and evenings because I was a chaplain's assistant. So I was there every time the church was open. We had two chapels. I worked every weekend, every holiday, and a lot of nights. And I I was in a community college, trying to make trying to get credits for my degree and I fell off the deep end I think I was just doing too much at once and I was house sitting for a commander and I just like I'm like fuck it I was full-time partying so I met a guy that became my dealer and then um, I wound up hanging out in Seattle which is about an hour and a half away from Rivers, Washington which is where I was stationed and um, I wound up taking mushrooms for the first time First mushroom trip. And this whole book is a series of firsts. Everything is a first. <laughs> One time I scored a bag of stringy mushrooms from a Rasta guy who wore a watch with no hands on it. He kept saying, no time, Mon. I wound up in a coffee house with an extremely cute barista and a musician who played Leonard Cohen all night. I tripped out on the candles all night and ended up hanging with the barista and his friends the rest of the evening. They invited me to their place late in the evening and the barista went to take a bath. I went into the bathroom and asked him to wash my hair, and as he did, his penis emerged from the soap suds, but I was too high and shy to do anything about it, so I went back into the living room. When he was done bathing, he came in and asked me to leave. I ended up driving to a rest area and sleeping until the mushroom trip wore off. <laughs> I, I remember writing a poem then because, you know, I kind of... I wasn't comfortable <laughs> with being gay. And That's such I, a funny story. I, I, re I remember writing a story about it, I mean, it's, it's a telling story about, like, you know, how comfortable I was being myself or not being myself. And 
I, I didn't feel comfortable like doing that with him. And, and I wrote a poem and it says his name was Eddie. And I, I was just like, I've never felt more straight in all my life. <laughs> Man, the first time I ever ate mushrooms, I was in, I think, uh, high school. And I ate them while I was at high school, like at school. Uh, <laughs> and it's like German class. And we're watching this movie in German. And I just, all of a sudden, no, nothing makes sense anymore. <laughs> and I walk outside <laughs> after German and everything's starting to like change colors. And I'm like, oh man, I need to get out of here. <laughs> so I walk outside and <laughs> everything is changing colors. And everyone's like, all the kids were hiding me. They're like, you gotta get out of here before the teacher sees you. You know, like they fucking, they knew that I was like, my eyeballs were all lit. They're like, geez, you know, like, <laughs> Kids are all hiding me, help, helping me fucking sneak out of school. It was, it was great. You've often had help from people when you needed it. One was like, you used to work at Red Rocks <laughs> and you used to vend at Red Rocks, and people would always hide you and would always shield you from security and police officers so you could do what you needed to do. <laughs> the gorilla vending. I used to, yeah. 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 Oh, what was that kid's they, name? I they, saw him everywhere. That was, was the old was school days. They just, there, was, there was a guy named Light or some shit. Man, they name. just changed the parking lot at Red Rocks, and now you can't even do that anymore. I know. You have to go to the other in there if you have the right ticket. And that's bullshit because you can park anywhere and go anywhere to any entrance. Well, nowadays, the fucking, the people in the yellow shirts are stealing, are taking the merch everyone's merch away from everybody it like was, there were park rangers giving out tickets to t-shirt salesmen when i went to bobby yeah it's there uh was no I mean, bending i told i told robert look the best we can do no sign and we're not going to we're going to give out the cover and and ask for donations you know what i mean and that's it and you know, we made 20 bucks on the kava and probably poured about two gallons of kava or a gallon and a half or whatever. And um, oh, yeah. it was just an advertisement. Everybody that drank our kava were seasoned kava drinkers and they loved the recipe and they had no idea. I mean, a lot of them drank my kava before, but they liked his recipe and um, they bought more, you know, the next week or whatever. So it was, a, it was just a, an advertisement. I mean, that's the best you can do is promote your product and then get people to buy it later on i mean there aren't a lot of people that don't drink alcohol at red rocks <laughs> yeah oh man so if you find those people then treat them well give them free kava for the show and then they'll they'll order from you later um so let's talk about that's a heavy topic <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if we want to talk about that. Um, I don't know. That's a heavy topic. I don't know. Uh, I've been pa painting the roof of my RV. Okay. I guess not roof. Ceiling. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. You've got a black, black light and lasers. Oh, they're not lasers, but I'm sitting here. They look like lasers. I'm sitting here with a black light on. And I'm painting um, UV paint, and it looks like lasers across my 
it looks like little light lasers. Um, it's really cool. Oh, you paint and so, UV paint, and it, it lights up under the black light. Yeah, and so it's a thing that I could turn on or off. And so it's at nighttime, if I want it to glow, I could just turn on a black light, and everything cool. glows. Yeah. And then if I just wanted to stop, I just turn off the black light. People were asking me, like, how do you sleep? You know, it's like, it doesn't glow in the dark, you know. You just control it with the black light, you know. It's UV reactive. Yeah. You know, I, I was trying to explain it to people the other day, and I guess, like, they thought it was glowing in the dark. You know? <laughs> I mean, it does glow in the dark, but it's not like it's UV, not, not glow in the dark. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Well, even glow in the dark, you could sleep under yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, you know, this guy, <laughs> this person just has no, uh, I don't know, I guess. He's a rookie at glow-in-the-dark sleeping. He does. <laughs> I've, I've slept during heavier shit than that. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we can talk about um, Mateo. I don't know that I want to get into that. I think we're pretty good. Is there anything else you want to add? I'm feeling pretty good. Thanks for letting me be a part of your show. Sure. Thanks for being a guest. I think from now on, I'll just do a weekly guest and have a different guest on each week. And just so you know, I've been naked this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. All right. Well, um, I appreciate it. We'll talk to you afterwards. Oh, man, that's so funny. Way to, way to end it, Phil. Way to end it. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. Finish <laughs> me off. All right. Um, we'll talk a little afterwards just to see how it went. And thank you for joining me. Cool. All right. Later. Yep. Bye.